0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So quick content warning on this one. We are going to be talking about um, some sexual assaults and sexual abuse. Uh, we're not going to go too in-depth into anything, but just wanted to put that out there. Because as as we round out, 2021. Um, We're going to catch up on some news stories, some things women have been doing that are making waves. And for this mini, we're going to look at a few headlines around women in entertainment and legal battles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And we're going to timestamp this one. It is December 14th, 2021. So a lot can change and a lot is still ongoing with the things we're talking about. Um, And we wanted to start with an update on Britney Spears. Free Britney. Yeah, free Britney. Um, a few minutes ago, we talked about Britney Spears' conservatorship and how conservatorships in general can and have been used against women in particular. So go back and check out that episode for more details. But really quickly from the BBC, quote, A conservatorship is granted by a court for individuals who are unable to make their own decisions, like those with dementia or other mental illnesses. Spears' conservatorship was split into two parts— one for her estate and financial affairs, the other for her as a person. The conservatorship was put into place in 2008 with Spears' father, Jamie Spears, in charge of it. In November of this year, 2021, Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Brenda Penny ordered that Britney Spears' 13-year conservatorship with her father as the conservator end. Spears' assets were transferred to her trust without any medical evaluation required. When the ruling was announced, hundreds of Britney Spears supporters waiting outside broke into tears. Spears posted on her Instagram, good God, I love my fans so much, it's crazy. I think I'm going to cry the rest of the day. Best day ever. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? Hashtag free to <laughs> Some of the allegations Spears made about this conservatorship are truly, truly disturbing. Um, That she was forced to perform when ill, forced to take medication and birth control against her will, um, that her father placed recording devices in her bedroom without her consent... Legal experts have said that the people of the Free Britney movement, along with the recent documentaries and reports around all of this, really helped the ruling play out the way that it did and brought attention to how conservatorships can be used abusively. Um, In fact, politicians from both parties have used this whole thing as an argument for reform. As discussed, plenty more folks are trapped in abusive conservatorships like this and don't have the fame or fans to bring attention to their situation. Uh, The legal battle isn't over for Spears. In October, her lawyer filed a 100-plus page petition to depose her father, Jamie Spears. Just recently, in December 2021, she was granted the right to sign and execute documents herself. In the meantime, Spears has announced she's engaged and plans to take time to heal.
1: Yes, and I also do love that she is coming after her haters when she's had to be quiet for so long. Yeah. Causing up some tea for us to be sipping on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of legal issues, uh, recently Eliza Dushku testified in front of the House Judiciary Committee for the Silence of How Forced Arbitration Keeps Victims of Sexual Violence and Sexual Harassment in the Shadows hearing. So it had a long title. Um, She was able to speak for the first time about her experience on the show Bull with Michael Weatherly, which, by the way, I think is still going think so. During her time on set, she had been sexually harassed and fired subsequently for trying to confront Weatherly for his behaviors. And she did this uh, just a private hey, one-on-one with him and the day after she was actually fired. At the time, she didn't know that she had signed as a part of her contract a mandatory arbitration or forced arbitration, which has been something that has been used by many corporations to keep employees from legally holding them responsible or at the very least having arbitration and not being able to repeal anything and don't get any justice. So as a whole, whole big thing. Um, Dushku has been an activist as someone who not only had their voice taken from her but getting any justice at all. When speaking about the case she told the committee of her experience quote, in 2017 I was aggressively pursued by CBS to become a co-lead in a show called Bull I was told that the role would be a six year commitment to play a smart strong leading lady, a confident high powered lawyer meant to counterbalance the existing male lead and that the role had been written specifically. Specifically with me in mind, uh, which is not surprising. She's a really fierce person. However, she goes on, in my first week on my job, I found myself the brunt of crude, sexualized and lewd verbal assaults. I suffered near constant sexual harassment from my co-star, from Weatherly. And she testified that while on set, quote, off script in front of about 100 crew members and cast members, he once said that he would take me into his, quote, rape van and use lube and long phallic things on me to take me over his knees and spake me like a little girl. Um, And she continued in her testimony that in another incident, she recalled, Weatherly shouted out that he and his buddy wanted to have a threesome with me and began mock penis jousting while the camera was still rolling. And then as I walked off to my coffee break between scenes, a random male crew member sidled up to me at the food service table and whispered, I'm with Bull, the show, and I want to have a threesome with you too, Eliza. And this is just a couple of the things that she talks about. And yes, she has gotten a lot of these things that happened on film while they were filming. And though she did have an arbitration that allowed for her to get a settlement as a part of the agreement, it included an NDA or a non-disclosure agreement, making her believe she was not allowed to discuss it at all, even when her perpetrator, Weatherly, was able to make statements gaslighting her in the New York Times, literally saying, I may have gone off script, said some lewd things, but this is not what I meant said that. And uh, as in fact she said that when she was able to show the video of what was happening it was only shown to CBS and the arbitration person and it will never be able to see the light of day even though she has all this proof. Mm. Um and this tactic has become increasingly more popular this whole forced arbitration or a mandatory arbitration especially with corporate and big businesses and industries. So the Washington Post explains, quote, mandatory arbitration, which require employees and consumers to mediate disputes with the business instead of a court, has become the norm in corporate America. Most non-union U.S. companies require arbitration, leaving 60 million workers without legal recourse. And that's according to a 2018 report from the Economic Policy Institute, which is a left-leaning think tank. So a lot of information is coming out. As in fact, they reported that in 2020, during the pandemic, companies have closed over 14,000 arbitrations, which has gone up 17% every year. So every year is increasing. And that at this time, most of the workers who have gone through it, only 1.6 of those employees win anything. And when they do win something, it is such a low amount that it's insulting. So the best appeal pill would be good to go to court, but they can't. And unsurprisingly, these mandated arbitrations, quote, disproportionately affects low-wage workers and industries like retail with large numbers of female and black employees. Not too surprising. Um, and by the way, even if you don't work at one of these uh, companies, you may actually have signed one with your uh, cell phone agreement and or cable agreement so that you cannot file a class action suit. I just found that out.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> oh. So the House Judiciary Committee voted in favor of the ending forced arbitration of sexual assault and harassment act. And the bill is slated to go on to the House of Representatives to see if it will pass, which will have to go through another system. We know this. Um, and we should see a continued conversation about the Forced Arbitration and Justice Repeal Act, which is the FAIR Act, uh, which has been around for a minute and did pass in 2019 in the House, but did not pass in the Senate. But there's still more conversations happening as we see a lot of unfair treatment within corporations and within the industries.
0: Yeah, and I know we've talked about some of this before um, within California, how they're trying to carve out how NDAs can't be used in this manner to silence
1: yeah. people. Um As in fact, who, um, I think uh, California did do a ban on forced arbitrations. There's I think yes. two other states who are talking about it too, but it's very rare.
0: Yes, and we we were discussing beforehand we want to come back and look into this more in depth in a later date. Um, We wanted to talk about something else we have discussed in past episodes, which is the lawsuit between Scarlett Johansson and Disney over a payment dispute around Black Widow and the implications for the entertainment world, especially women. So quick update on that. As of September 2021, Disney and Johansson settled. Johansson said, I am happy to have resolved our differences with Disney. I'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I look forward to continuing our collaboration in years to come. Johansson is slated to work on a few upcoming Disney projects and is rumored to be returning as an executive producer position or something like that to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The lawsuit was not pretty, and it was hard not to think Disney would have made the statements that this company did, the spokespeople did, if it was a male star in question, basically calling her selfish and implying she was being callous during a pandemic to ask for more money after they'd made a big statement about how Black Widow made $60 million on Disney Plus Premier Access, money Johansson wasn't getting the same cut of as she would have for a theatrical release, which was what was intended to happen pre-pandemic when contracts were signed. And Disney saw a huge stock market boost because of this. Um, So until then, Johansson had been in negotiations uh, with Disney and believed Disney would make a deal with her without having to go to court, um, but then this happened. In the words of the complaint, it, quote, not only increased the value of Disney+, Plus, but it also intentionally saved Marvel and thereby itself what Marvel itself referred to as a, quote, very large box office bonuses that Marvel otherwise would have been obliged to pay Mrs. Johansson. Stars like Elizabeth Olsen, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jennifer Lawrence have spoken out in support of Johansson, and many other actresses are considering similar suits. Um, like when we said when we first discussed this, if this is how they're treating... Her, Johansson, who is one of the biggest stars out there right now, imagine the deals people without her resources are getting on movie sets, not just actors, but everyone involved. And since it looks like this pandemic is not going away, the entertainment industry is in a huge moment of flux. And this brought attention to an important conversation that we need to have and that it's ongoing. I know I told you, Samantha, but it really burned me up after this how every other Marvel movie, they are like, in theaters only. Right, <laughs> right.
1: I mean, definitely. And they've been making big money, but they also mm-hmm. admit that, yeah, Black Widow was a big movie. They mm-hmm. just won some uh, People's Choice Awards. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it was... Every time I saw it, I'm like... Good for you, Marvel movie, but this, I hate this. <laughs> I
1: hate that they're Why couldn't they seem you give to be... that same respect because it was so highly anticipated. Like, mm-hmm. both Shang-Chi, I love that movie, and the Eternals mm-hmm. are really great movies, but I didn't know anything about them. I knew mm-hmm. Black Widow was coming. That has been like on its way for so long, and they really had to treat it like that. Come on.
0: Yeah. And it's hard not to like draw parallels between kind of what happened with her character, and then they're just like, yeah, she's the most important character, but no funeral needed or
1: whatever. Like, yeah, bye. Just, Sorry, goodbye. bye. Yeah, I go yeah bye. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, clearly we have thoughts on that, but we shall stop there for now. These are just a handful of things that are going on. So if there's something else you want us to shine a light on please let us know. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff from Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.